This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Josh Strickland. We talk about his Tarzan days on Broadway, his Tarzan days in Germany, his time performing in Las Vegas, and so much more. Josh is such a great guy, and that really comes through, I believe, in this interview. And you get a real slice of life from him, where it all comes from, who he is as a person. So I really enjoyed having this conversation with Josh, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Josh Strickland. Josh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I, we were talking about right before we started, I love this background you have here. It's real. It's <laughs> not superimposed. <laughs> so home. it's a winter wonderland. I promise you this is not a Zoom background. No, it's not. <laughs> it's completely real. I love it. I, uh, I have so much I want to talk to you about. Of course, Tarzan. Of course, your time in Vegas. And yes. so much more. But I want to take it back to the beginning of time for Josh Strickland. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, growing I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, being a, a little kid, I, I, I guess I always was, like, inclined towards music. Like, I always would sit at the piano. I always used to listen to music. Um, and then I really didn't get into it until I was about in the fourth grade. Um, I mean, I, I, at four years old, I got my first Fisher-Price microphone with, like, fuzzy cap and all that stuff in the 80s. So that was that was always my jam. But I didn't really get into it until about the fourth grade. And then I actually started singing in church and did, like, a church program. And, and that's kind of where I started singing in public first. And then about the fifth grade is when I joined, like, a, a youth company in Charleston. And so that's kind of where my, my love for music came. And, of course, growing up with Disney movies... Yeah. all the Disney music and stuff like that, that was always so inspiring to me. And I always was like, I, I think my first dream was I want to be a voice or a voice of a character of some sort for Disney. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> and it happened, too, on Broadway, well, which we'll get to. In, yeah, in a I different mean, way. Yeah. In a different way, yeah. Was it, now, I know the internet can sometimes be a false or true, wonderful place with information. Were you discovered in fifth grade? Is that? Oh, so, okay. well, I, I guess you could say in... In the 80s, I was discovered, at, like, in person, I guess you would say, just by a fellow teacher, like sure. a music teacher, was just kind of like, I I heard you singing a little something, and I really think that you can match pitch, and you can actually have some tone, so I was like, okay, well, let's just see what that brings, you know, so... That's kind of how I did get, I guess you could say got discovered, but sure. not in the way you do now. I'm not like <laughs> Graham and all that. <laughs> On the corner corner of the street, now you're this huge. Yeah, now I get it. I, uh, exactly. Curious, uh, with your family growing up, what, what did your parents teach you about kindness? Um, I have to say that is probably one of the biggest uh, things that I give them all the credit for. They are like the two best humans in the world. Um, I am adopted, um, but I was adopted at birth. So they are, they are my parents. Um, but they just always taught me, uh, to love one another, to treat each person with kindness. Um, you don't know what somebody else is going through. Um, so, you know, don't be quick to judge another person. Um, and, and that is truly just one of my, Favorite things that I, not favorite. It's, it's the, one of the best things that I think I could take with me, you know, from my parents. When for you, when did it begin to become? And I use air quotes. People can't see this. When did it become like serious for you with entertainment and wanting to sing and perform? 
I have to say, I, I, I went to an art school in middle school. Sure. And um, I went for vocal performance. You had to audition for it. So that was kind of, I was like, okay, am I going to make this a thing? And so they taught us everything we needed to know about music, of course, knowing that you probably needed to go to college. Um, and so when I started to get to my latter part of high school, to finish high school, um, and getting seriously talking about going to college and what colleges I wanted to go to, I was looking at all art schools and uh, wanted to go for vocal performance. And so that was kind of, I feel like if I hadn't gotten into school <clears throat> or gotten a scholarship through vocal performance, I probably would have gone a different route. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm the best singer and I really got it. You know, that's <laughs> not really, because you always are kind of sensitive when you're going into a career move or what you want to do. I mean, I wasn't a child star, so it was like kind of one of those things I just went through the motions that any other kid would go through. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, if it happened, then great. If it didn't, I would have to choose a different path, you know? Right. But you were flexible in that? emotionally you were willing yeah. to go yeah because i think that i my parents always instilled in me like of course go for your dreams but always have a backup plan and all you know and so that was kind of the way i went into it with i was like okay if this happens and something happens through this awesome if not i always still wanted to be in music i said to myself i'd love to be like a musical therapist or something like that. So it always had to do with music, but I did always have kind of like this. If it didn't, I have something else. Right. I understand. I understand. What, who, okay. So whose decision was it to audition for American Idol? When did that, how did that come for you? Well, I mean, if anybody remembers when that first season came out and Kelly Clarkson, everybody was like, this is amazing. Giving all these people that aren't known a right. chance to like make it. And all, and so it was huge. Yeah. And after watching that first season, I was like, okay, we, we should try to do something. So it was actually me, my family, we all kind of made a, uh, and it was so huge at that time, like a local uh, radio station was holding like these, uh, it was called Carolina Idol. So like, it was like a Fox sanctioned thing. If you won that, then you got like a skip the line pass. Oh. And so that was kind of, that was like one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Cause you hear those nightmare stories about people sleeping overnight and they're tired and they're in their line for like 12 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't love it that much. Okay? <laughs> I um, love to sing, but uh. But not that much. Um, so I did, I ended up winning Carolina Idol. And so I did get a skip the line pass. So I went to my, the nearest city, which was Atlanta. And um, that's just kind of where it started. I mean, it was really thrilling, exciting. Um, I mean, my goodness, this is so long ago. But um, I could just remember it's like, like it was yesterday, just because of how, big that show was at the time and right. so then it was just all this hype and all this hoopla and I didn't really make it that far I made it to um you know to go to LA and be in front of them and and that was a big deal because at the time they didn't really only they only let like a few hundred people go to LA and so it was you know it was still a, a huge deal um, and I got on TV because they thought I looked like Ryan Seacrest. You know, I had those blonde tips. <laughs> the blonde it tips. It was like <laughs> the blonde tips were hot. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, it was just, it was a, it, it was an experience for sure. And I'm glad, I'm always glad that I did it. Were there standout um, pieces of advice that you received from anyone along the way as you were filming, uh, rehearsing, auditioning, anything that came to mind, comes to mind? To not always believe what you see on television. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that it's not... It's not a bad thing. I feel like the voice is a little bit better of a setup because I like the way that it truly is like teams and then these people come and sing and if they do have the talent, it's like a little bit more positive and I feel like American Idol has gotten to that point as well. Yeah. Um, but this was, second, this was second season. So, I mean, we're talking about they were still trying to figure out what kind of you know, thing they were doing, like right. what kind of show they were producing. And so it really was. And then that first season, if everybody remembers, everybody loved the bad singers. Like the, it right. was like this huge thing of getting them on television and them having all this, this hoopla. Yeah. And so it was very, you could tell that they were making a reality show. And so it was, there were great people that passed and that got through, don't get me wrong, but they were also weeding out other good people so that other bad people could go through just to have television value. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I, and I know, I'm not, sorry, go for it. Sorry. No, I'm just, I, I'm not sitting here saying, oh my goodness, this show sucks because I didn't no, make no. it. Uh, that is totally not it because I know that there is, there is a route away for everyone And I just remember sitting there in my group when we were apart, like singing in front of them in LA, they were like superstars. I'm talking about Whitney Houston, prodigy type of people and they got cut and, and we were just so surprised. Like everybody's standing around us. Like, did you just hear what we just heard? Like that is beyond, you know? So that's, that's where I, I kind of, made that assumption of that this is a reality show. I'm like, not for myself, but because I was looking around seeing, and we'd been hearing all day, because I was one of the last groups that day, all day people saying, oh, they're like randomly picking groups to pick bad people out of. And we're like, you're just saying that just because you didn't make it. And lo and behold, at the end of the day, that's kind of what was happening. And we were just like shocked, shocked. Oh, but, you know, I know reality, yeah. <laughs> reality is anything, but <laughs> exactly. exactly because there's a lot of hands in it. Yeah. <laughs> the producers do a lot of string pulling. I, I, I talked to just in the American Idol world. I've had Ace Young and Diana DeGarmo on this show separately, and they had, yeah, sim- way very similar stories to, you know, it's not reality. Reality yeah. TV is not reality. Right. Right. I mean, and that's the thing is that, and they're phenomenal singers and I'm glad that it gives a lot of people platforms, which is fan, fan, fantastic. So yeah. it's, it's still a good show in its way, but of course there's going to be a little, a little bit of mud in there, you know? So when it was all said and done, what did, what did you feel about it? Were you like, well, that was fun <laughs> or what did it? Exactly. I think that was kind of how it was. <laughs> it was like, well, that was great. Um, okay. didn't make it. That's okay. Moving on. Let's keep moving on. You know, I mean, like that was also another, like I said before about college, it was another point where I was like, okay, got that far. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's something there. Let's continue. And so I just went back to school, you know, so I just kind of like, I took some time off and then I just went right back to college. So, yeah. 
And it was it was like a business as usual for you at college. After all of that said, and yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. And yeah. I and I was actually, I mean, that's pop music. That's more my style. But right. when you study vocal performance, it's actually a lot of opera. Right. And so I was switch. It was a totally different gear in college because they want to teach you all the technicalities of your voice and how to use it. Right. And so it was it was still thrilling for me because it was a different genre of music that I got to kind of be a part of, you know? Yeah. I want to, I'm doing a lot of hopping around today, so I appreciate you following along. I, uh, I want to get to Tarzan, but I want to talk before about that. Before we talk about that, I want to talk about your journey in fitness (laughs) because that's kind of key in uh, (laughs) playing Tarzan. Has fitness always been a part of your life or is that something that came as a necessity, you know, means to the end of, well, my mom is a physical education teacher, so okay. she was, I mean, it was always there. Yeah. I am definitely not saying I was always jumping at the chance to go, to do but a um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and she actually had like a jump rope team that I did and all that stuff. So, I mean, like that type of stuff, but I was by no means some sort of like fitness buff or like to go and do, I mean, it really, I have to say it was kind of more made me into wanting to do that more by being a part of Tarzan just because of how physically fit you needed to be to do the show and and doing all different types of stuff that I had never done with my body before you know like backflips and all kinds of stuff so yeah it was it was it was a I have to say that Tarzan helped me become more in tune with my (laughs) want to exercise I wish people could have seen the way you just (laughs) presented that that it's <laughs> it's not I a have stretch, to but... find a good way yeah. i have to find a good way to say it <laughs> what was the beginning okay so what was the beginning of your journey to tarzan how did that how did that come about for you what was the impetus so while i was in charleston doing college mm-hmm. um uh, audition kept coming up for rent the musical right. and um i would fly to new york and i would audition didn't get the show in new york but they were also uh uh, casting for the tour and so you know after I think it was like three two or three times um they they hired me so I got the tour um and I went out on the tour for about six months and then after that I was like okay this is why I go to college to get these shows to get this like audition the the style of all that stuff so I did I said I'm gonna try I'm going to try and make this happen. Yeah. So I put college on hold um, and then moved to New York right after the tour closed mm. and um, was working at Abercrombie and Fitch uh, and was getting calls from my manager for different shows, like different auditions and all that type of stuff. And then Tarzan came up. Mm. I had long hair at the time because I grew it out while I was on tour. Um, and so I think that they were like, oh, okay, great. I mean, I didn't know, they didn't know me. So, I mean, it was kind of like an unknown person just going off the basis of that I had done tour and yeah. let's bring him in and see how he does. Uh, and so when I went in, amazing music. I actually sang from Rent first. They don't give you the music to the show yet right. until after a callback. Right. But um, it was so thrilling because I was like, this is like my my big Broadway audition. You know, it was like really, really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, was done, went back to work at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> back to and, life. Um, back to life, yeah. back to life. It's early, I'm not going to sing right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it was interesting because as I was working at Abercrombie and Fitch, I, you're not supposed to have your cell phone on the floor, but of course you have to, I was like, 
dire need to hear from a manager if something was to happen. Sure. So I do remember getting a, you know, it was on silent, one of the flip, the flip Motorola phones. Come on. And um, I hit like got down behind one of the racks of clothes and just answered it really quick. <laughs> and he said that I had a callback. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like this is like, that was when I was like, uh Oh, like this is real. Yeah. And so I got a call back, gave me some material, had to do some more of the reading, went back to Abercrombie and Fitch, uh-huh. got another call back. Like I, at the end of the day, I had 15 callbacks in all only because at the time Tarzan was a feat that nobody had done before. So it was flying. It was physicality. It was pairing you up with different people, different voices. And so there was so many things that had to be figured out before Mm -hmm. they actually said you got the gig, you know? So after 15 callbacks, flying callbacks, all this type of stuff, um, I finally got, the call that I had gotten Tarzan, they had told me that I was going to be in the show and that they wanted me to understudy Tarzan for definite. And I was like, yes, like I, my big Broadway debut that I was still in the running for Tarzan though. And so they actually asked me to be a part of the group sales event to sell the show um, with the girl who had gotten Jane, which is Jen Gambatis. And I still hadn't, gotten the job yet i was in the show but i was just singing as tarzan as like somebody that is going to be in the show blah 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 blah. they then during that event had me go and do my final audition like in between shows there were two shows to sell the show and i went to audition every disney executive was there i was shaking in my boots it was just one of the most crazy thrilling amazing things and then at that second show, they took a picture and then they called me and said, you have the job, like you're Tarzan. And I was just like overjoyed. It was just one of those things. You'll never forget that call. I remember sitting in the apartment after the shows, just like, I don't know what else I can show them. You know, like that's what I'm ta- saying in my brain. I'm like, I can't sing these songs one more time and do it a different way. Like I'm trying everything I can to show and prove that I can do this. Right. And um, lo, lo and behold, they, they decided to give it to a little kid from Charleston, South Carolina. Did so. you feel it the moment before the phone call the day before, what have you, did you feel it in your spirit that, some something was coming as well, you know, on top of just being, I, I did because, you know, when you work hard and you put it all into something, something good is going to come out, whether or not you see it in that moment. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that you just, you have to believe that, you know, just yeah. because for your mental space, for your everything, it's just, it's, it's better to think on the positive side than go to the negative side. You know, we're yeah. all, be here for some reason to be a part of the the community for some reason and it'll all work out where did you learn that that mentality what is that i think I, it, com- it comes with age because <laughs> i have to say <laughs> okay when i was on tour and in you know 1921 like of sure. course that's not how i felt but i did i do feel like being i was 21 years old when i got the job for tarzan so yeah. I had to grow up, grow up very quickly. You know, it was one of those things where you're heading, you're the lead title character of the show. You're 21 years old, but yet 
the whole cast is going to look up to you. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know, you know, I was like, that is a lesson that you learn very quickly that you have to lead by example. Yeah. And had you been witnessing that previously or were people telling you that, or you were just experiencing that in the room? You're like, Oh, I'm people Ex- are looking experience it in the room. And then also like people around me, like, you know, managers, Mentors. agents, Yeah, Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where, because that doesn't happen that often. And that's the thing is that like, I, I had to understand that this is very special. What is happening right now is very special. The show only lasted for a little over a year and a half. It had its issues. It had its problems for sure. But to be honest, it was such a feat in its own right. And looking back on it, the legs that it had internationally because it lasted for 10 years in Germany. So it's something that I was so proud of to create, to be a part of. And then to eight, nine years later, go back and play it in Germany, in German, was actually one of the full circle moments. Because of course, are you disappointed that your big Broadway show didn't last forever? Um, (laughs) Sure, Sure. you know, but that happens, you know, that happens. And so it's, it's a lesson learned, but then it was such an awesome moment to see how important it was internationally and how everyone loved it. And they, and they made tweaks and they made it better. And it was just, it was really cool to see. You've been listening to entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow entertainment X on Instagram at underscore entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet go to Apple podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.